Do you want to align with God's vibes, adapt to a spirit-led lifestyle, and live out of the fullness of God's plans and purposes for your life? This podcast is for you. The good news I have for you is that your time is now. It's time to transform self-sabotage into self-mastery and revolutionize your world. If you're ready to go beyond the ordinary and break out into the extraordinary life God designed for you, you're in the right place. In the God's Vibes podcast, you will find the freedom and permission to stop chasing success the world's way and simply be who God formed, shaped, and anointed you to be. My name is Juliana Page, and my mission is to lead you on the ultimate adventure, aligning and tracking with God so you can radically transform your life from the inside out and build spirit driven success. Using life coaching and biblical and prophetic teaching, I'll show you what it means to dwell in the good land God ordained for your life and train you to be a powerful person who is a walking testimony of what's possible with God. Subscribe to God's Vibes for spirit-filled real talk, hard-hitting truth with a humorous touch that will help you discover who you are in God Dare to press through your seeming limitations and chart a divine path that will renew your dreams and transform your future. It's time to experience true freedom through courage, faith, and self-mastery. I dare you to step out in faith and courageously dive into the purposeful life of trusting God for the impossible. Let's go. What's good? Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. Hello. We're going to talk today about building strong faith. This is something that is a lifelong journey, but it can also seem kind of nebulous or something that we have a tendency to overcomplicate. So we're going to go through six ways today to build strong faith. I know for me, particularly in the very beginning of my faith walking journey, this would have been wildly beneficial because I had really zero clue what I was getting myself into. (laughs) And then slap on a whole lot of different challenges and life experiences. We need faith. We need faith now like never before. So this is one of those things like love that you can never stop talking about and that we need to just continue to develop and develop and develop and cultivate and cultivate and cultivate. So today I am tasked to help break it down, break it down and make it a little bit more simple. So simple a child could get it, right? So before we dive in to two things to be aware of, well, maybe three. One, if you're not aware of Courage Co., Courage Co. is a faith-based community. It's designed to be personal development, spiritual growth, off social media, on an app, on purpose, so that you don't get sucked in (laughs) to a whole lot of social media distractions that are there and that are available, and you're in a like-minded community of people that just want to grow and develop. That's literally their heart. So we offer weekly small groups that you can plug into, prayer calls, monthly trainings, a VIP mastermind, and also a life coach certification program, okay? So that is just some of what is available 
if you did not know. (laughs) You can find all of that over at www.courageco.org. The community is free to be a part of, so you can go ahead and just get plugged in immediately. But we do have a social media leadership challenge this upcoming week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So this is all about how you can be a kingdom influencer, how you can actually get on social media to create impact rather than be infected by what's happening out there or let that overwhelm you or cause you to not show up in some sort of way. We need to be out where people are. If we're going to be the light, we need to be where people are, right? So we're going to go through three different days of content, which will be very powerful and valuable. You can plug into that in Courage Co. Once you log in, it's under the Courage Co. Challenges, and there's an event that you can just RSVP and join us Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So go ahead and go to courageco.org, www.courageco.org, and get plugged into that. We also have the wait list officially open for the Spirit Driven Success Life Coach Certification Program. Okay, this is something you do not want to miss as there may be questions if this is something that is new to you, but that's been a desire on your heart. I am offering live information sessions. I think we have about five of them between now and when enrollment opens and we officially launch. So you can go ahead and get plugged into those live information sessions and get questions answered. Or you can also listen to a replay if for some reason you're not able to join us on any of the live sessions. But you can get plugged in. There is a link in the show notes to actually get more information and all of the details will be shared there. Okay, so you are invited to be a part of all of those things and you can share them with somebody that you feel like that would be a great fit for as well. All right, so let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. Now, If you've ever asked the question like me, how can I build strong faith, right? It's something that that maybe you've needed to have faith for something, whether that's healing, prosperity, some sort of blessing, right? Maybe you've realized that that doesn't just come simply because you are born again or you have a relationship with God. You don't just get this instant breakthrough. Sometimes you do, but sometimes you actually need faith. Faith is not just an act of of our will, of the will of man. Faith is acting on God's word. That's what it is. But many of us, myself included, have not known how to secure faith for the things that we need from God. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to go through how you can start doing that. Okay, so first thing to note, faith does not come from an act of the will. You know, we can't just like muster this faith up, right? We can will it all we want. We can try to make it happen all we want, but it's not going to work that way. It's not going to build that way. That might work in the worldly or secular way, but that does not work when it comes to faith. It does not come that way. It comes from these six different things that I will break down for you. Number one, it comes from surrounding yourself with that which produces faith. Okay, (laughs) it says in Romans 12, 3, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. 
Interesting, right? We each have been given a measure of faith. And what we do with this measure of faith after salvation is up to us. And what we do with it determines whether or not we grow our faith. Okay? (laughs) So on a very simple and practical level, I believe in practical spirituality. So on a very practical, simple level here, Think about the things that you are surrounding yourself with currently in your life. Are you surrounding yourself with anything that is actually causing your faith to be strong? Or are you surrounding yourself with things that are causing your faith to be weak? Okay, an example, you might sit in a church that does not teach the word, or you might listen to somebody tell you that it's not God's will to heal, that it's It's God's will for us to be poor or so forth, right? You might try to stay spiritually alive in a negative atmosphere where people don't believe in the supernatural power of God. Well, most of us have heard the saying, you become like who you surround yourself with. Many have said you become like the five people you surround yourself with. So just picture that. If none of them (laughs) believe in the supernatural power of God, it's likely going to be very challenging for you to believe. Okay? God's word says, without faith, it is impossible to please him in Hebrews 11, 6. So we must realize that if we're going to nurture our faith, If we're going to build it into something that will produce results for us, we have to surround ourselves with successful people of God, not negative people. (laughs) All right. And you usually know who negative people are, right? It doesn't take much. You could ask them a question and they could go on for 15, 20 minutes about how life is not going well and how they always have problem after problem, right? Every time you talk to them, that's happening. We have to feed our minds and our spirits on material that will build faith, not material that will destroy it. We don't feed our faith by reading a steady diet of magazines or watching social media, right, as our education or viewing a steady diet of secular television, reality TV shows, really, that have no life-giving content whatsoever, right? So sometimes turn off the television, right? Sometimes surround yourself with things of God, things that will nurture your faith. Listen to people strong in faith that are actually stepping out, that are on a faith walk, that have walked for a minute in their faith, right? Any great teachers today, just be sure that they're teaching you in line with the word of God. Right. And there's not anything wrong for the record with watching television or even listening to the radio. Right. But if you're not actually getting the word of God in you, if you're not doing anything to strengthen your faith, consider having some replacements. I approach this in a very, very basic level in the beginning of my faith walking journey. And I do this when I notice that I'm starting to drift or get out of alignment. Right. I think about this, how can I turn down the noise so I can turn up the voice of God, so I can turn up faith in my life, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if I've got to get more word in my life, I've got to turn down the things that are not the word. So for me personally, I would drive in my car without the radio on and I would be having conversations with God. I would be listening to sermons and Bible teaching constantly. I would set aside time to be reading the word when I was tempted to go on social media or watch 
you know, a show that would just sort of numb out, right? Some sort of numbing out activity. I would replace that with journaling or reading a devotional or sitting down with God or volunteering or serving in a church, right? Like actually building fellowship and community and replacing habits that weren't really giving me any sort of life or any return on investment. I would replace them with habits that would help me grow my faith. I made it very, very practical. Okay. Now I know what that costs. I know what it takes. And now I know how to implement it in every season as I need to, right? And think about it this way. The higher you go or the higher that you even desire to go, the deeper your root system needs to be, okay? The deeper your consecration, the deeper your intimacy with God, the deeper your study of his word, right? If you really want to be operating in the power of God and you're very much going to need to the higher you go, you've got to deepen your roots and you've got to make that very practical, to accomplish for you. So I think about it just like turning down noise, right? Letting my yes be yes and my no be no, starting to really assert my no. Like if God has not told me to do that in this season, it just gets a no. (laughs) And if it's what I need to be doing, it gets a yes, right? So really, really think about that. Think about how you can replace some of your habits so that you can get back in balance and you can start developing your faith, right? The faith walk is balanced. So it talks a lot about when we look at Jesus as a model, he grew in all areas of his life. It was very holistic in that way. Emotional, physical, spiritual, and social. And we also need to learn to have God in all areas of our lives to become well-balanced people. And if you want to have strong faith, you've got to surround yourself with things of faith. Don't live in the negative. You do not have to tolerate it. You do not have to accept it. And I've been saying this a lot lately so people can hear it (laughs) and get it in their spirit. What you tolerate will dominate. If you tolerate negative self-talk, it will dominate your brain. If you tolerate people showing up and treating you some kind of way, that will dominate in your life. You will teach them to always treat you that way. Okay, so you don't have to allow these things into your life, but I think you've got to hear that and be reminded of that, right? How are you going to keep the supernatural power of God flowing in your life if you're surrounded by people who have a form of godliness, but no supernatural power? It's a really great question. Or those who are opposed to it. Really what that starts to do, that kind of situation, those kind of relationships will drain you like a battery because nothing is being put into your spirit to charge it up. That makes a lot of practical sense. (laughs) You won't be able to get yourself started, so to speak, much, much less help anybody else out in their troubles when you have no faith activated inside of you, okay? Think about this too. The disciples didn't start their ministry with impressive faith. That's good, great news for us, right? You've just got to start somewhere. They were astonished at the things that Christ did. And when they tried their wings in the beginning, they didn't do too well, right? They walked with Jesus. They were surrounded by that faith atmosphere for a few, for, uh, for a few short years, right, of Jesus's earthly ministry. And they'd been with Jesus when he calmed the storm. And they were marveled. They even said in Mark 4, 41, What manner of man is this, right? They had seen faith in action as Jesus spoke something and it happened. They had lived in Jesus's atmosphere of victory and faith. They had been filled with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. In Acts chapter 4, we see the disciples, right? The same 
Pharisees, scribes, and chief priests who had known them as weak disciples of Jesus looked at them now in Acts 4 and realized that they had been where? Down at the synagogue? No. Down at the temple? No. Check this out. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. And they had took knowledge of them and they had been with Jesus. So what did they see? They saw unlearned and ignorant men doing the same things Jesus had done. They saw the same miracles being performed. They saw the same atmosphere surrounding Peter, John, and the others that had surrounded Christ. What? And they highlighted here, they were unlearned and ignorant men, right? They witnessed the same words and the same power, and they knew that these simple men did not receive it any other way except for being in the atmosphere where teaching and miracles were taking place. So powerful. It had become part of their innermost being. It had become who they are. Now, when the disciples went out to minister, it was the same as Jesus ministering. So powerful, right? And you and I live in an age where people actually should be taking notice that we've been with Jesus. You actually can tell when somebody has been with God, right? He was the living word to those disciples in the first century, and he is the written word to us, the disciples of today. So if you want to work for God, if you want to move for God, fellowship with people who believe like you do, fellowship with people who teach faith, surround yourself with the word of God, and that which produces strong faith as often as you can, okay? That is the first key. Surround yourself with what produces faith, right? Get around. It's exposure. Get around people that are demonstrating strong faith, that have a record of doing that, and start activating in your life habits and practices that will help you start cultivating and producing strong faith in your life. You've got to hear the word of God, okay? Secondly, build on the word of God, not experience, okay? We're taught in the world that there's no greater teacher than experience, but experience is actually really costly. (laughs) And it can be a hard and a really cruel teacher, okay? So here, we really want to pay attention. We want to build on the word of God, not experience, because God doesn't always move the same way all the time. God is God, right? The way he heals one person might not be the way he heals another person. The way he performs one miracle might not be how he performs a a similar miracle, right? So you've really got to pay attention to that. Don't go off experience. Go off the word of God. So we know this even with Jesus, right? When he was tempted by Satan, he taught the word. When he defeated Satan, he kept saying, it is written, it is written, it is written. He was going off and building off the word of God, not experience, okay? So, you know, people might tell you this is the only way to perform biblical deliverance. Well, you've got to move by the spirit, not a formula, not life experience, right? You've really got to make sure 
that you are following the word of God and that you're moving according to his spirit, okay? So in a way, experience doesn't count. Build on the word of God, not experience, okay? If you want to get spiritual, if you want to get in on the move of God, if you want to get faith, then build on God's word, okay? Jesus didn't build on experience. He taught and built on the word. Okay, number three, look to the word of God, not someone's personality. And this is really, really big and specific to the times that we live in. If we're going to build strong faith, if we're going to receive strong faith from God, we've got to get it from the word, not someone's personality. Okay, the Bible says he sent his word and healed them and he delivered them from their destructions. He didn't send a personality. He sent his word. Okay. <laughs> we live in a world that really loves personalities and famous people, right? But we can't go off of that. We have to go off the word. That reference is Psalm 107.20. Okay. So we have to really think about that. If you are in a church, for example, do you only go to church when one preacher is preaching? <laughs> Just think about it for a second, right? Really, really think about that. Are you going for a personality and for an experience? Or are you going for the word? God's promises are in his word. You yourself need to know what the word of God says so that when symptoms come up in your life, you actually can compete in the arena of faith, right? If you know what God's word says, every time the enemy starts to take a swing at you, you can say it is written and block it. And when he comes at you with another weapon, you can say it is written, right? And take the shield of faith, lift that sucker up and block the darts of the enemy, so you've got to know that for yourself. You can't just rely on somebody else's experiences of God or their personality or entertainment. You have to literally rely on the word of God. All right. Number four, obedience is necessary to build strong faith. We see in 1 John 3, 22, and whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. John 15, 7 says, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. So notice the connection here in these two scriptures, right? In 1 John, the apostle wrote, whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments. We cannot keep his commandments unless we know what the word of God says, unless God's word abides in us. John also said, beloved, if our heart condemns us not, then we have confidence towards God. So if you take that and break that down, how are we confident? We are confident if our hearts don't condemn us. We have confidence towards God that he will do exactly what he said. Obedience. God does not require us to walk in the light of some archangel, right? God does not require us to walk in the light of some man's doctrine. God does not require us to walk in the light of church tradition. God does not require us to walk in the light of a denomination. God does require us to walk in the light of the eternal word of God. 
That's what we're required to be obedient to, okay? When we walk in the light of this word, then we can have confidence and know that what God said, he will perform, he will do. Then we have the right to claim what is ours. If we do not do what is right in the sight of God and do not live the way we should, there is no way we can have confidence that God is going to give us what he said we could have. He can't, right? It doesn't matter how much he wants to. And he wants to minister to every one of us. He can't give it to us because he cannot condone the way we're living. Giving it to us would imply that his stamp of approval is on what we're doing, and it can't be. So many people are going around making faith confessions that are never going to come true. These confessions are never going to come true because the people are not living in line with the word of God. So there's a right way to live in line with God's word, and it doesn't have to do with a set of rules, do's, and don'ts, right? It is obedience to the word of God, obedience to the spirit. Then we have the right to claim what is ours as children of God, okay? Number five, you must have humility. (laughs) And this is interesting, too. Some people are proud that they have humility. Do you see how that's not humility? (laughs) It's really, really interesting, right? If you have something, you don't need to brag about it or say that you have it. You just own that, okay? Let other people praise you. Don't praise yourself. The disciples got into an attitude like this in Mark chapter 9. They got prideful and puffed up. And when a child was brought to them, they couldn't cast the tough, stubborn, unclean spirit out of him. Jesus explained to the disciples that this kind comes out only by prayer and fasting. They lacked humility and discipline, and that hindered their faith. Interesting, right? The disciples had not been able to understand Christ's conversation regarding his imminent death on the cross. They were looking for the kingdom of God to be set up on earth then and there. And if you read in Luke, we see other reasons why the disciples could not perform this great miracle. They began to discuss their own importance. Luke 9:46. They began to argue over who was going to sit where in the coming kingdom. They even asked the Lord about it. Can I sit here, Lord? They were building themselves up. Look who we are. We're somebody. We're a big deal. They even began to talk about who was greatest in the kingdom. Notice their spiritual poverty in Luke 9, 49 and 50. It says, and John answered and said, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and we forbade him because he followeth not with us. And Jesus said unto him, forbid him not, for he that is not against us is for us. So it was interesting what they were saying, right? Hey, you're not with us, they said. You quit that. You're not part of this little group. But what Jesus said was like a rebuke to them. Forbid him not, for he that is not against us is for us in Luke 9.50. So notice something else here. Immediately after this, the disciples are accompanying Jesus into his town that would receive him neither or his message. They just were not going to be well received there. And when James and John saw this, they were furious. They asked hopefully, Lord, wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them even as Eliza did? 
Luke 9, 54. Jesus immediately rebuked them again. <laughs> he rebuked the spirit. He told the disciples, the son of man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Luke 9, 56. So some people have thought that they have a monopoly, let's say, on the gifts of God. They're quote unquote special humans and other people are not. Okay, that is not what Jesus taught ever. The devil has used this kind of thinking to destroy, divide, and split apart a real move of the power of God. We need to be humble before God. Okay, and this is not being a doormat. (laughs) This is about realizing that we would not be where we are today without the grace and the love of God. You might have read, right? Apart from God, we are nothing, nothing. We've got nothing to brag about. And apart from God, we can do no good thing, right? Think about that. I think it's so easy if we get traction to start thinking that we're good, that we don't need God, but that's where pride comes before a fall, right? If we're not careful, we lift up other people to where they think that they're somebody, We, as a believer, as a faith walker, we are somebody with the power of God, but we're nothing without it. And we got to be careful what we do with that power. Saying we are children of God is vastly different from boasting, right? Bless God, I'm a man of faith and power. We are designed to be powerful people, but we're not designed to build a monopoly. We're designed to work together. Okay, so that's really, really important. And number six, to build strong faith, you must have holy boldness, holy boldness. And this is something many of us need, 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 right? Many people are afraid of the enemy and they'd like to hide from him, right? Or just avoid even talking about it. But you have to be able to boldly claim what belongs to you in the name of Jesus, right? El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. You're going to have to be willing to stand and look at the devil and say, you've hoodwinked me for the last time, (laughs) right? I was uh, talking on the mastermind call, right, that we do, the God's Vibes mastermind, and I was sharing. It's one thing to be afraid of the enemy, but it's another entirely when you get to this place where you can say, If the enemy comes at me one way, I'm going to make him limp back, right? Like you got to get to this place where you got a little strut in your step because you know who is with you, you know who is for you, you know what you carry, right? You know what you're capable of doing. So you have to be able to stand, right? And not tolerate the enemy trying to just run his agenda on your life, right? So really, really think about that in your life. Where are you at when it comes to the enemy. Are you somebody who's afraid of the enemy or are you starting to talk back? You don't have to listen, okay? You don't have to take what he's doing to you. You can actually fight back. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. When the enemy comes in like a flood, raise up a standard against him. Boldly take hold of whatever you need from God. Boldly proclaim it. Grab hold of it with the tenacity of a bulldog, right? If you've ever seen them bite on something, right? Grab hold of that and don't turn it loose. Do not turn it loose, okay? 
boldly, authoritatively proclaim your deliverance in the areas of finances, healing, habits, whatever area it is. It is the words spoken by your mouth that operate as a creative force. It is your mouth that will turn loose the power of God for you as you quote, as you declare, as you speak out God's word. So boldly begin to proclaim what is yours according to the word of God. Think of a scripture that covers your particular situation. Stand on that scripture. Boldly proclaim and quote that scripture. If you need finances, boldly command the ministering spirits and angels to cause finances to come to you. Boldly say and say it loudly. Like don't say this under your breath. Don't say it weak like you don't believe it. Boldly declare it. Devil, take your hands off my finances. You have no authority and no right in the name of Jesus. Right? Like actually start fighting back. Activate holy boldness on the inside and fight back. If you need deliverance from a habit, begin to command that you are free according to the word of God because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 1 John 4.4 The greater one has already delivered you and you are set free. Right now, record that you're delivered. Proclaim that. Be bold and put your voice behind it. Think about that, right? Open your mouth and speak with authority backed by the word of God. And he's going to have to run from you, right? The enemy has to run because the word of God says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. James 4, 7. You've got to get what belongs to you, okay? So a confession, it's done, it's done, it's done because the word says it. I will not be moved by what I feel. I will not be moved by what I see. I will only be moved by what God's word says. I will only speak what God's word says. I am delivered and I am free in Christ in Jesus' name, okay? So these are ways that you can build strong faith. Okay, we can go back through what they are. Number one, surround yourself with what produces faith. Second, build on the word of God, not experience. It's great to have a track record with God, but know that God isn't obligated to show up the way that he showed up before. God is God. Look to the word of God, not somebody's personality. Make sure that you're exercising wisdom and discernment and that you're seeking God for yourself and studying his word for yourself. You're not just standing off a strong personality. Four, obedience is necessary to build a strong faith. You've got to obey what the word says. Walk according to the word. Build your life on the word. Apply it to your life. Five, You must have humility. We must be depending on God always. We are designed to be dependent. We are not designed to be independent, self-sufficient. I got this. I'm good. I don't need help. Doesn't work. (laughs) We are designed to depend on God. And apart from God, we are nothing. And number six, to build strong faith, you've got to have holy boldness. It is different when you are sort of lackadaisical about your faith, when it's not really a priority, when it's not really a big deal versus when you start taking it seriously and you are hungry for the things of God. You are hungry to develop your spiritual life and that hunger is driving you to act differently. I think it's also really beautiful. It talks about in Philippians 
how God gives us the will and the desire and the energy to carry out what pleases him. That really encourages my spirit because again, we're not trying to muster the strength, right, to get it, you know, going. We actually are energized by God's spirit, but we've got to give faith a place in our life. We've got to make room for faith in our life. All right, so this is a faith blueprint, if you will, to start laying a new foundation of faith in your life so you can start walking by faith and not by fear. You can start walking by this humility and trust where you're leaning on and relying on the truth in your life, right? You're starting to establish that as your foundation. You're building on the rock in your life and you're starting to walk one day at a time, a step at a time, and a moment at a time by faith less by fear, less by anxiety, less by doubt, less by insecurity. And as your faith gets stronger, so do the exploits that you do, (laughs) right? Because they that know their God shall be strong and do great exploits, okay? You've got to have strong faith to do these exploits with God, and that's available to you. God has given us a measure of faith, but what we do with it is on us. And that's the question that I have for you today. What will you do? What is a practical step that you can take to start giving your faith a solid boost in your life? What can you do? Can you get into a community to build your faith? Can you start fellowshipping with people that have strong faith? Can you start shifting some of your habits? Can you start really reading the word? Can you start speaking it over your life? Can you stop letting the enemy bully you and talk back to him with the word of God? We have the declaration deck. This is a great thing to apply in your life. The declaration deck literally has a scripture on one side and it has a declaration of that truth. You could walk around with a deck and start practicing truth every single day, speaking it and declaring it over your life. And you're going to start to notice changes happening. Okay. So if you can, one of the best tips that I have in building this strong faith is to make it practical, make it practical, make it accessible for you to apply in your life. Just think about like, if you were going to teach a child to do it, what would you teach them to do? Do that, do that. (laughs) So today the challenge is to start cultivating your faith. It doesn't matter where you're at on your faith journey. We all can start cultivating our faith in greater ways. So that's the challenge today. And you can go ahead and join us if you like in the Courage Co. community. We are all about living our most courageous and impactful story. And we've got plenty of ways to help get you activated. So feel free to plug in with us there. It's www.courageco.org. You can join us next week for the social media challenge. And then you can also get plugged in on the wait list for the Spirit Driven Success Life Coach Certification Program. All right, everybody, until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses 
or the God's Vibes Mastermind, where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.